Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's good to be back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Elliot. Um, we've been on a little bit of another hiatus, but that's because we both got insanely busy. <laughs> and because it. the fall apparently makes both of us super busy. <laughs> it, it does. It, it it promotes lots of work, which is great. <laughs> like, we watched these films like two weeks ago and we were ready to do the episode. And then like everything was just like the, the life was just like, hold on. You thought you were going to record, but actually, but no, no, it w- wouldn't not. have it. It wouldn't have it. it, it they literally right. were like, OK, uh, well, you know, let's talk about this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they literally. Um, uh, <laughs> well, reset here. So the two films that we I'm trying to remember what we watched, Trevor. That's the thing is, uh, oh, but, I remember I, but, I, these are these are one of these is one of my favorites by yeah, far, hands down. And I, I would I would think that's the tiger, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Absolutely. OK, absolutely. Well, guys, we're talking about the tiger uh, that came out in 2015. That was directed by Park Hoon Young. Uh, he's he directed and wrote uh I saw the devil. He directed New World, Night in Paradise, The Witch Part One and Part Two. Sorry, he wrote only I Saw the Devil, which is one of Korea's uh one of their more darker noir crime dramas that came out um in the past 10, 15 years and such. And the tiger really is a direct link to I would say Joe Carnahan's The Gray. That came out in 2011. Now, Joe Carhan, uh, Carnahan was the director of A-Team, NARC. You might know him from also Smoking Aces. Um, with The Gray, you know, Liam Neeson stars as the titular character of uh, Ott or Ottaway. And um, he's literally a man at the end of the at the edge of the world and he's mm-hmm. literally stuck in the arctic and has to he thinks he's going home to start another job but he literally is then well the plane crash lands and then he has to fight for survival so along with his other buddies yeah, along with with, with the rest of the the surviving crew which as a survival film, this is one of those films that came out in 2011 that I really think is one of Liam Neeson's greatest films, I think, because he it's it's more of like a personal journey for him. There's, be- just, there's so much for an actor to work on in that film because it's it's all just it's it's all you and just your your castmates, you know, mm-hmm. and they're. Stuck on an island almost, you know? Yeah, put yourself in that situation, crash landing. Mm -hmm. And not even like, you know, tropical island, a little different. Like you're in the, you're in Alaska, right? Uh, One of the coldest places uh, in the world. Yeah. And you have pretty much, you know, the clothes on your back and the people with you. And then you're uh, on on top of that being hunted by, uh, you know, nature. (laughs) Well, yeah, nature itself. Nature plays, in both these films, nature plays a, Mm -hmm. a huge role in your typical man versus nature type of film and this is yeah but they do it slightly different on each one but they still draw upon one another which i find really interesting because you know you have a korean director and then you have an american director two opposite sides of the world and they still deal with similar issues and similar concepts as far as you know human versus nature or man versus nature in the gray the main 
kind of symbol of the nature is seen through the wolf and the wolves the gray, yeah. and or the gray or the alpha male of the wolf pack yeah. that is hunting Liam Neeson or Otway's uh, Otway and as well as the rest of the surviving crew and is just they're just picking getting picked off by this wolf pack that have encroached on their turf literally mm-hmm. because wolves are very territorial you know their territory spans you know, hundreds of miles sometimes they just so happen to land directly in the like close to the den of this pack and they're like oh crap we need to get out of here and it's like a fight against time type of film where otway has to try to keep these people alive that he's been stuck with and not all of them are the best you know bunch it's, it's, not, it's that, not the best bunch because literally these are the dregs would- of society yeah, that's something I was going to point out is that the wolf pack and then, uh, you know, Liam's pack per mm-hmm. se. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of similarities, actually. Yeah, it's a parallel. Liam is the, yeah, Liam is the gray for his group. Right. But you have the scenes when they're uh, when they're by the fire and the two individuals start fighting. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, they get attacked or whatever. But it's like the, you have the same. It's that same dynamic. It's the wanting to be that alpha male, that leader yeah. that, you know, I'm better. And, and you see that with the well, the wolves in some scenes where they they're fighting over like, you know, a kill that they just had. One of the you know, one of the gentlemen or whatever. Exactly. So I found that interesting how there's that parallel, like mm-hmm. you were saying, right, between how the whole film, the culmination, you know, where it ends up, it takes us on a really interesting story that is pretty much a parallel from, you know, the gray, the gray, the, the main wolf, the alpha to Liam Neeson, who's the alpha who eventually at the end of the film meet up and you kind of question at the end, it, it's, it's left yeah. open to question, you know, what their demise is similar to the tiger. Uh, exactly. so I, I found that really well, interesting. It, what I find also interesting is this embrace of man and nature together as one that they literally have to accept their fate, uh, especially man himself has to accept his fate that nature is just going to take over regardless of what he tries to do or what like they try to do to survive. I mean, yeah. Um, and I think that's the whole point of the gray is that in essence, coming to terms with your own mortality and also your, it it's actually a a beautiful portrayal of death you know because mm. otway loses his wife at the, you know we are introduced to this his character at the very beginning and he's literally contemplating suicide contemplating suicide and i have a theory on that uh the suicide scene where he's about to shoot himself at the very beginning of the film and he's about to pull the trigger and we hear the wolf call it and it signals in essence it if you take it a certain way you could almost say that signals his own death like i personally think he's dead and this is really the, i personally think the whole film is his uh coming to grips with going to the other side going to heaven mm. type of thing because throughout the film we see his wife in bed with him and it's a memory that he keeps it's a recurring dream that he keeps having of his dead wife and he we don't really get the full conversation they, they that happens it. they don't reveal it until the very very end exactly that, that's what he's dealing with i could see at first i thought yeah. it was just that you know 
uh, you know, they had broken up or something like that. Because you, you're, ne- you're never revealed until the very end when they show the IV bag that, oh, she's suffering from a terminal illness. Like, she's going to die. Right. And, and we don't get that information, but we get it in slow doses because you kind of wonder, okay, who's dying, who's not. And, and I, I personally think, though, Otway did actually kill himself. And then this mm. is just his journey to try to come to terms with what he's done because as you said the parallels between the gray the wolf and him are very similar because they both have packs they both are alpha dominant types and they're both trying to assert themselves in the current world that they're trapped in and in essence it's almost like an interim or a kind of dante's inferno type of uh purgatory that Otway is going through as he's transitioning over to the other side. Because in essence, you know, the wolf really symbolizes in many cultures, especially Native American cultures, you know, it's a it's a symbol, it's a guide or a protector that showed humans how to hunt when we first came to the Americas. And it's revered by the Native American culture as that type of symbol of, you know, protection, a guide to some, you know, to food or survival, you know also represents courage, strength, and loyalty, much like the tiger, in essence, too. Yeah. In in Korean culture, the wolf is like our American totem or wolf totem mm-hmm. that sticks with us and is carried throughout cult- multiple cultures. And well, but, it's a very yeah. spiritual. It's a very spiritual animal. Exactly. It's a very It's it's like like you were saying in the Native American culture. It's mm-hmm. a very spiritual animal. Yeah. I know. And it's the the, you know, the spirituality aspect of that. I that's what kind of like lends me to believe that Otway is in essence. It's a great it, it's very well done. Carnahan really understood like he's gone through some kind of therapy with this, because in essence, this is like a therapeutic type of film, because especially since this was shot, I think, very soon after Ian uh, Neeson lost his wife, Natasha Richardson. And there's scenes where he's having with his wife that you go, whoa, he's really dr- like delving into his own personal mm-hmm. uh, experience in life and bringing that to bringing that to this film to the screen. Yeah, to bring it to the screen. And, you know, you were talking about the, the filming and everything. I was reading up on the filming and mm-hmm. and. Of course, like most films, right? They didn't shoot it in Alaska. Yeah. And they actually got a lot of flack for that, that they, they didn't shoot it. They shot it in British Columbia. That's and, close uh, enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and but Liam was, you know, recounting days on set and saying, you know, it was, it was, it was brutal. It was probably, he said it's probably the most brutal film he's ever shot. You know, they mm-hmm. had to have like sight lines and everything for people. People couldn't go wandering off anywhere because you could be, you could get lost in the, mm-hmm. in the blizzards that would just stir up occasionally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, It really is like if you go out into the wilderness, like I just recently went camping and when you have no cell service and you have no, you literally just have a hatchet and maybe some matches and such, maybe if that or nothing, and you just have, as you said, the clothes on your back, it really, you don't, you realize how small we are in this world and that nature is just, it's huge. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I love that, right? I love that. When you take away the electronics and all this type of stuff and mm-hmm. we go back to like a primitive state, right? right? And you can truly appreciate what's around us because 
we're so, you know, we talk about, we've talked about with other films being engrossed in society and everything, mm-hmm. but we really haven't like thrown nature into it that much. But right. when you actually get out and get away from, from the cell phones and all the electronics and the technology and truly just like, breathe that fresh air and appreciate nature yeah and 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 realize what goes on every single day that we take for granted uh, a lot of the time Mm -hmm. like the sun coming up the sun going down the seasons changing the rain which we need desperately here having a roof over your head having a yeah like those those type of things this this is one of those films that makes you realize that Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like we as humans need to appreciate what we have nature which the tiger really yeah. makes you understand oh uh, yeah this this film this film not as much but it still has that underlying you know that nature is an important aspect but this is more of a nature is a cruel thing i mm-hmm. feel like i feel like in this film uh in the gray as opposed to the tiger it's showing nature more as a cruel like mother nature is is a little bit more cruel in a way i, I don't know yeah. if you feel the same way but the tiger i felt like it was more it was trying to show that we are, we are the ones that are destroying and mother nature's trying to do, you know, what mother nature does. I would also say that in the tiger, you know, the tiger also shows nature as more of a that we're one in the same. It has yeah, that it's very a nurturer. Yeah, it has that very Buddhist uh philosophy that we are we you have to have the humanity as well as the natural mm-hmm. na- natural natural uh aspect of things to be one and it's like that yin and yang basically that comes up a lot in in eastern cultures you know korean chinese japanese you know so the tiger is really a symbol again of willpower courage strength and also is seen again as a guardian spirit it's interesting how cultures pick animals as the guardian or guide to the spiritual realm because Mm -hmm. they really have that connection with mother nature. I mean, mother nature, there has that, has that very earthy connection and also spiritual connection to the world itself and how life kind of unfolds in this realm of existence. And also, you know, I, I think with the gray, like, you know, um, you know, as far as like the tiger being the kind of more, um, more humane, more it's like a protector, a yeah, watcher. More, yeah, the, it's more. The um, gray is more of a a punisher in a way. I, I, uh, I'm trying to think of like the right word. Well, that's 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 another. Actually, that's interesting because that uh, kind of punisher aspect. It's almost like because. Otway was trying to commit suicide. This is his punishment. And it has a very kind of Christian Catholic uh, type of feel to it because, Mm -hmm. you know, they believe that, you know, if you commit suicide, you're not allowed into heaven, you know, and it's it's um, it's shunned upon by the church. So it's like. I, I find it interesting that they have that aspect of he's about to kill himself and he doesn't because of the wolf. Mm. And then it it. But the wolf then ends up punishing him by, you know, well, for one thing, he crash lands and then he has to fight for survival. But he sees each one of his team uh, or his pack die in terrible ways. Yeah. Like get mauled to death, you know, faces totally ripped apart by the wolves. 
And the, the guy at the end that, that drowns just because his leg got stuck. Yeah. Like it's interesting because I find it almost a representation of Otway trying to fabricate a more honorable death for himself than what he tried to do to himself at the very beginning of the film. Because it's almost like that last death of his of one of his pack with the guy getting his foot stuck in the tree uh in the rock in the rock sorry in the rock at the end in the water it's just kind of like it's it's like a pointless death like did he really have to die yeah it it was it's something that's so simple that he just couldn't get him and then you have he had the gentleman before that that you know is just is is, he's accepted he's going to die he's accepted it he's like just leave me i'm done yeah like just leave me i'm 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 gone and the fact that to, to get to that point is just like well if you look at it, it's the several stages, you know, there's denial, there's acceptance, there's, you know, and then there's, there's all the forms of grief too. It's also his mm-hmm. form of at coming to terms with his wife's death, you know, and, and what he went through with her death. So death plays a major role in the gray with the tiger. It plays a certain role in it. However, there is a, in essence, yes, there is death, but also it's a, kind of like a political uh type of reflection of when japan occupied korea because Mm -hmm. since the tiger is the symbol of korea and they're and japan is trying to kill it it's like they're trying to wipe it off out of existence you know it's almost like japan's trying to kill the korean spirit in essence and that's what the tiger really symbolizes in the film you know it also represents obviously you know all the things we talked about courage strength and a guardian spirit but also it's it it's a huge representation of the nation itself of korea you know so mm-hmm. i find that really interesting that they had that aspect in it with you know park Hoon young like just beautifully crafts this amazing epic film and in essence there is a very certain simplicity to it because you know it's about a man and uh well a hunter and his son who have to then a survive and try to survive the tiger attacks that are happening on the mountain where they live because the japanese army is trying to kill off all the tigers and such so and you know the son signs up and tries to go kill the mountain king which is supposed to be the last remaining tiger on the on this mountain that they live on um but it's like japan is shown as trying to upset the natural balance of nature in essence because when you try to fight nature it fights back and it fights back with a vengeance in this film oh absolutely i mean um i i just have so many like that that was uh that was one of the most beautiful like human versus nature conflict films i've I've ever seen i i just i didn't expect that uh our main character manduk is his name the film starts with him shooting the tiger and you think oh you know he's hunting the last you know the last tiger the the mountain king uh but then you know as the film goes on i don't want to spoil it because i i really truly think this is a film everyone needs to watch uh it's just a beautifully and if you've never given like given like international films a chance, um, I I would highly just encourage you to to watch this film. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it matters 
I, I was looking at Amazon reviews. Yeah. Because I was curious, you know, after watching it. And pretty much every negative review came from people saying they didn't like it because it wasn't in English. Yeah, see, and that's such a that's such a a very like one sided look way to look at things. Like art should be appreciated no matter what language it's in. If it's a beautiful story and a, and a beautiful message that the and I, I found the tiger. Like I said, I, I think the tiger for me is one of my favorite uh, films we've watched to this point. Uh, it just it resonated with me so much because it's it's such a beautiful story, not only about nature and how uh, we destroy, humans destroy, but also about uh, the love that a father has for, for his son and, and the, the links he'll go to, as well as with the, with the Mountain King, the links that the Mountain King went to, to try and you know, take care of those that they love. I thought it was really cool that they did that parallel of the Mountain King, you know, his mate is killed and his children are killed by hunters, by uh, Gung uh, Young's uh, group of uh, hunters. They go after him and, and basically kill the family. And yeah, then they use the family as bait. And then they use the family as bait, which is really sadistic. And he, he, uh, you know, like young man, uh, sick is just amazing as goo because he, he literally is, you, you want to hate him. I mean, he's got scars on his face. Oh, from he's incredible. The tiger. He does. An he, he was incredible, job. incredible, incredible, uh, actor and great character too, because it's a great villain character because you kind of feel for him, but then you also go, man, he's just, he really just is out to, for revenge. And Manduk at least has some idea of how nature works because you know like he and the mountain king are in essence tied to one another through their similar stories because just they, like Liam Neeson and the gray exactly and again that connection between man and nature you know and that animals have a soul as well you know they struggle to survive just as humans do you know they have they have a mate they have ones they love you know animals do love you know and humans do too so it's it's really interesting that they made that parallel and it all kind of combine culminates into this really poetic film that for yeah as as like i i've been slowly getting into korean cinema and i i've noticed that like the production value is just astronomical well because they have almost like an unlimited budget and they are trying to push the boundaries of narrative cinema because they they don't have all the hindrances that we do here as far as like what to show on screen type of thing so you know they have their own way of shooting style as well as they have kind of the freedom to explore these other realms of spirituality religions polit like political uh issues you know things that uh, even his history itself too because this is this suppose this takes place in 1925 korea so it's just as japan's starting to expand their empire out before this outbreak of world war ii basically so yeah what i, what I find so oh go ahead go, no you go ahead <laughs> okay, I was going to say, what I find so interesting about both of these films is that they both pretty much end with 
almost identical shots. They have mm-hmm. the same ending pretty much, but almost like identical shots. And it may, you know, it makes me think back to the nature thing that whether human or animal at the end of the day, we all end up back in the dirt in the soil mm-hmm. and we become part of nature again. You know, we, we, we return the to the earth. cycle begins. Yeah. yeah. We return to the earth. And I, I just think it's so it's so cool to see that, you know, the gray came out in 2011. Here you have the tiger in 2015. Two very different films in regards to how they approach nature, but they mm-hmm. still culminate in the same. So at the end of the gray, I wasn't sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't feel that that sense of, oh, like this is this is heart wrenching. Which this is this is what I love about film, right? Yeah. You have two films that end the exact same way, pretty much. Yeah. But the Tiger, I was genuinely just, I was, I was choked up. I was upset, like, mm-hmm. be, because you have such different journeys that these main characters go on and their animal counterparts. Mm-hmm. But it can still evoke such a different emotion from both sides. I, I find that yeah. incredible that 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 there's the you know the film has the ability to do that even though it's pretty yeah. much the same story now do you think that's because in the gray we don't really see much of the gray it's kind of mm-hmm. like this backward or in in the background type of presence or entity that's after them it, it's more of a it's more of a predator yeah the tiger the mountain king although it is a predator mm-hmm. They're not trying in the gray. I think it's because in the gray, they're not trying to hunt the gray. Yeah. You know, originally. So I don't feel that they're that the ones connection. being also, hunted. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones being hunted. And then the tie in the, in the tiger, uh, the mountain king is being hunted, who is the, the, the final tiger is being hunted. And then you have the father and son who, you know, you later find out that the father has a connection to the tiger because of what he did you know, back the past, yeah. many, many years ago. Yeah. Which is why he stopped hunting altogether. That's mm-hmm. why he, and he picks it back up for one reason. I, I like I said, I don't want to go into details to spoil it. Cause it's a, it's a film that needs to be watched. Both yeah. of them need to be yeah. watched, but, but I, I think like you're saying, yeah, I think it's because that the gray, we never get that really that connection to the gray. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just looked at as sadistic killers in, in that film, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like that's more of a, it gave me like a very, and this is a note I had, it gave me like a very like Saving Private Ryan, like military type movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like where you have that band of brothers and they're they're all together and they go through all this stuff and a lot of them die. And at the end, like maybe one or two come out on top and then there's like this big crescendo. But the gray kind of had that. But but I, to me, it was like, it felt like a war movie in a way. And then the tiger felt like a beautiful story of nature and and also just love and kindness and uh friendship that i didn't expect to watch when i you know saw the title and the breakdown of of what the film was Mm -hmm. well it's it's also like the the tiger really wants to show that nature has a soul and Mm -hmm make that and actually have you feel something for nature because you you realize like the inhumanity in killing needlessly there's no reason why the japanese need to kill the tigers other than to as a kind of fu to korea you know it's it's basically 
their way of how to how to control and conquer through fear and assimilation and also getting rid of one of Korea's biggest symbols of of their own identity. So trying yeah, to kill yeah. the Korean identity. And I think yeah. that's what this real it it I, I find it interesting that it, that is one of the underlying themes within this film. Uh, the and, and it's interesting it's interesting you, you say that because you have the scene, you know, where they bring the pelts to the uh commander and they show him the pelts, you know, they're mm -hmm. in the chest and he's like, Oh, you can just, you know, give those away. Yeah. And it's like they don't mean anything to him. He doesn't care. Like you see his office, he's already got like I think he's got heads on the wall and he's got a big tiger rug draped in the middle. Yeah. It's it's like you said, it's all just about power and dominance of a, a bullying and showing that they're the best. They are the alpha. They yeah. are the alpha. Yeah. And, or yeah, basically they're asserting their dominance and that's how they assert their dominance, which is kind of interesting because like even in Japanese culture, you know, they have reverence for nature. So I find it interesting that this particular part of the army was so adamant about killing off the tigers in this region of Korea. So, because usually the, the two cultures are one and the same. They literally share the same kind of philosophies on life and they're warring over land and just mundane things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things you know it's just it's oh just, guess what Elliot? yeah we're still doing that today oh what do you know <laughs> uh, i mean uh how many how many wars and things have uh, started over natural resources and exactly. things that we don't have that we want yeah and it's it's just man's way of again asserting dominance and that alpha male mentality the pack mentality really comes into play in both films as well as how humanity has kind of evolved over millions of years and just not evolved to a point where they have solved their differences, which is kind of interesting <laughs> because the fact that, you know, they haven't embraced nature because, you know, embracing nature means embracing their more feminine um, and not, basically their more feminine side and also mm -hmm. their more less assertive dominant role in society because you know men are usually shown as these brave strong archetypes whereas you know you know like the women are are more subservient which is kind of it, it it's misogynistic and also it's it's just wrong and the fact that you know women should have a dominant side they should have that type of strength to them you know and and men should have an embracement of and of their own feminine side too because mm -hmm. to be a a whole and complete person you have to have that yin and yang of male and female you know and, and that or <laughs> mother nature and 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 uh humanity you know, so yeah, so many people, so many people suppress feelings because mm -hmm. they're afraid to, uh, you know, show show how they're truly feeling, and and a lot of people will hide behind you know phones and things, and and yeah. and do those. I mean, look at look at how many 
this is kind of, a, it's a little off topic, but it's not that off topic. It's still on topic. Uh, but look how many celebrities yeah. in their 20s, 30s take their life. Just recently, yeah. uh, what was it? Uh, a week ago. Uh, uh, remind me of his name, please. I've gone blank. Um, uh, uh, famous African-American actor. Oh, uh, Michael K something. Um, forgot the guy's name. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, it looked, they said he most likely overdosed. Yeah. A guy with a huge career, mm-hmm. everything he probably could want, and he, over, he, he killed himself. Yeah, and it's, it's, and really, like, the fact that there are souls that are tortured and, and think that's the only way out, that's not the only way out, you know, it's like, find help, obviously, but it's like, you know, just try to, yeah, that, that's a little off topic, but, but no, no, I think we can swing it back on topic right here, because I think nature is a, is a beautiful way to work with one's mental health yeah because i think nature is, balance, is a great yeah. yeah it's it's a great it's a great escape from from you know the phones and technology because you can just go out and and just not worry about anything but the present moment yourself and just take time to reflect on on what's going on you mm-hmm. know it's okay to not be all right we as a society you know paints a picture that everybody's happy all the time or whatever it doesn't have to be that way and like you said you know we are we are digging a little bit more but i think that still falls into these these two films because you see two different individuals here mm-hmm. dealing with really both of them dealing with loss in yeah. a really deep way i mean my family just dealt with loss recently um and it's you know everybody's different about it everybody deals with it differently and, and yeah. And you never know what to say or like how to react or, you know, those type of things. And here we have two of those, those, those scenarios right here in two very different aspects. Yeah. But one, you know, a father losing his son, that's mm-hmm. not a full spoiler. Yeah. Um, and then the other, a man losing his, his wife and everybody else is with him. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that death is, handled in such a way that it's done with grace because I, I, especially in the gray, when the, when the plane first crash lands and one of the passengers is just dying and, and Liam Neeson consoles him. Mm. That is like one of those scenes where it's, that's well, high level acting. And also the fact that it's so believable, but that's in that type of, situation what do you say to someone who's dying and knows that death is around the corner you know like yeah that's, they, everyone knows it and yeah. you know liam really his otway takes charge and becomes almost the guide to the other side to death itself so again that parallel with the wolf mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so it's and also like is kind of like um the wolf is also like cerberus you know kind of greek mythology kind of popping up in there there's also roman uh mythology as well which is basically one and the same because you know the wolf was really like the nurturer of the creators of rome and such mm-hmm. uh, uh but like again it's it's everything just kind of ties in to past mythology as well as present mythology and really creates a interesting film that will 
I, I think really just um, really lasts with you, especially the tiger too, because it's a great father son film that really handles again, death and, and life and a lot of mature issues that pop up when we're going through this life and trying to just survive it, you know, and just try to live it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I, I really think both these directors really have a sense and a grasp on, they've definitely gone through loss themselves and Mm -hmm. have some kind of something to say about that. I would say, Mm. wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I I would, I would agree uh, fully. I mean, the gray and the tiger are just, like loss is definitely a, a major component in in both films uh you know of course if you just look at them on the on the surface it's two action adventure thrillers right mm-hmm. with uh if you watch the trailer wolves <laughs> yeah a bunch of wolves hunting people and, and a tiger just ripping people apart and throwing them all over the jungle but like every film we watch you know whether it's a giant blockbuster or it's a little indie pro whatever it is there's always that underlying theme that the director is trying to put across and i i believe that the dealing with loss and and just being a human and and understanding how how we operate and and deal with that because everybody's yeah. different right i think that's definitely a huge theme mm-hmm. uh in both films that's that you really i mean you realize at the end right you're you're the gray i think it's a little bit takes a little bit longer to realize just because we're not really led into his into it's his a head slow burn very, it's a slow burn yeah we just get little like that's why i thought at first it was like oh you know they broke up or something like that and yeah. then it's like that final that final showdown you, you finally get to see why he's you know tore up and why he's so shut off and, I mean, they don't even say each other. They don't even tell each other their names for right. a good proportion of the film until the very end when basically everyone's dead. They they say what their actual names are. Mm-hmm. And that's that in itself is like. That's like, man, that's 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 tough. That's that's rough. Well, it's that also is, interesting because they don't do that because they're all ashamed of their background, their mm-hmm. their previous life before they've ended up where they are at currently in the film you know Mm -hmm. they're all kind of like mercenaries and they've all done things that they're not proud of you know in their Mm -hmm. lives and yet they still want to go home they have some as some aspiration of what their ideal heaven or home is and they want to get back to that that's what kind of drives them to survive but then you know how far do you go in that survival yeah and, and that's what i love you know you have people from all different backgrounds and things like you said that have done a lot of really terrible things mm-hmm. but at the end of the day and that situation and all that gets thrown aside because the only goal of everyone there is to survive and get home mm-hmm. like everything else goes out the window i mean it doesn't matter if you're mortal enemies with you like you're still going to work with them because yeah. otherwise you're much stronger with with you know someone else than just yourself, mm-hmm. right? So, and you see that you see that also in the tiger too, and in a very different way. It's almost like when the mountain king and uh, say his name one more time, uh, the Man- Manduk. It's almost like when the mountain king and Manduk 
they have that understanding with each other. They are each other's counterpart, right? Not the gray is an enemy of Liam Neeson Mm -hmm. and he has his guys as his counterpart and, and the tiger Manduk and the mountain King are each other's pretty much counterparts. They respect each other. Yeah. That's also another thing I wanted to point out the respect that that film teaches you about the respect that Manduk has for nature, right? Mm -hmm. He understands how it works. Where humans fall on that on that spectrum, where they should be, mm-hmm. and then you have the the Japanese coming in and trying to destroy everything, which is a, a big thing with you know a lot just how it is today with humans and everything like that, you know, ripping things down and destroying things, and we don't pay any attention, we pay no heed, no mind to it, mm-hmm. uh, type of thing. So that was another thing that I wanted to kind of point out that there's that understanding of. I know, I know where I am. They have that mutual respect for each other. And we don't, that was something I also believe that the director was trying to talk about is that, that we need to have that mutual respect for not even, not just each other, but also with, with nature. Yeah. You know, we see people that take videos of like, you know, uh, a, a, a wild bear or something, and then they get attacked or whatever. And it's like, if you just leave it alone. Yeah. Like, again, it comes back to this. <laughs> Everybody is so obsessed, and this is a little bit of a soapbox, and I've gotten on it before, but it, ha- it has a point. <laughs> say, Everybody it, say it like is, it is, Trevor. <laughs> ev- everyone is so obsessed with capturing moments instead of living moments, and that's what right. I'll say. Yes, I, and I, I totally agree with that because, you know, the fact that this the tiger really does teach you how to live, how to ex- uh, respect life and not destroy it you know that that's a underlying theme throughout the whole film you know uh and i i find it also really interesting that you know manduk's son you know because of the of his age he's like got to be what 15 16 and 13 yeah yeah, like he's young that no yeah you said 15 16 i said 15 16 you're right no 15 15 (laughs) so you know the (laughs) that he wants to be like his father and and has a very immature viewpoint of the world that leads him into not so good things you know and it's also the fact that Monduk has lived he's he's literally like the old wise man of the mountain he literally is yeah, kind of like the, he lives at the top of the mountain he's yeah, like he's the, like he the is the mountain king. And like tells you fables and all this type of stuff yeah in essence he is the mountain king the human version Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, that's I, true. I, so that waveform was pretty cool to watch when I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but that was like literally, yeah, it, it, that parallel between the two is just, it, it crops up through the whole film. And if you haven't seen this film, guys, go see it. It's on Amazon, it's on Netflix. I think they, Netflix actually just put it up on there. You know, the time, oh, really? I, I think so. Yeah, because oh, wow. I, I just saw like when I looked in the search, it said Netflix. I'm like, okay, well, guess we can watch it now on Netflix. So, um, but yeah, the Tiger, you know, directed by Park Hoon Young. Park really is a master director, and one of the the great new voices that has come out of Korean cinema, and can, he continues to make amazing films, and and so does Joe Carnahan. I mean. He he's like these are two very unique voices in the industry that have a grasp on life 
and death and what that how where do we fit in to the grand scheme of things you know mm-hmm. where where does humanity really fit into the grand scheme of things and i think a lot of it also stems from you know kind of tying into you know september 11th and stuff because we've mm. been you know the world has been faced with death wars and this constant slot landslide of just a lot of negativity in the world a lot of these films are like derivatives of what that general consciousness i think in the world has kind of created and i think because Mm -hmm. of that we're all trying to express ourselves to really ask the question what what is the meaning of life and what does it all mean in essence yeah so i i think these two films really do that to the best of their ability and to great great uh great i have great respect for both these guys they really know their craft and and they have made two amazing films that we can now dissect and and enjoy and and really learn from too because it's the fact that you put it out into the universe and you have to learn how to watch and understand and and learn from what Mm -hmm. you're watching and such you know the fact that you can also look deeper and find the hidden meaning in these films because they're it's 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 there you just got to look for those answers if you like this episode make sure to follow us on social media at film detectives for further news and upcoming shows join us next week as we explore filmmakers from around the world thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.